Have you ever sent an email in the heat of the moment you just wish you could take back? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Frieden. Today we are on page 34 of Tractate Gittin. And we learn that when you're about to act impetuously and irresponsibly, you need to switch to some other activity until your heart and mind have calmed down and you're able to respond rationally. Welcome to the Transformative Daf and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with the story. As our patriarch Yaakov lay on his deathbed, he called over each of his sons for his parting words. Ruvain, the firstborn, was called in first. Anticipating a blessing from his father, he was shocked to hear Yaakov say, Impetuous as water, you shall no more, for you arose upon your father's bed, then you profaned my couch, he arose. What was the meaning of Yaakov's harsh words to Ruvain? When our matriarch Rachel died, the family generally expected that her maidservant Bilhah would assume her role, and so naturally Rachel's special place in Yaakov's tent became Bilhah's special place. You've got to be kidding me, Ruvain thought to himself. As the oldest son and the offspring of Leah, it didn't make sense to see Bilhah become the favoured wife. After all, his mother was the original wife of Yaakov and certainly superior to the former maidservant. If anyone was to take Rachel's place, it should be Leah. And so he snuck into Yaakov's tent, removing Bilhah's bed and replacing it with his mother's. When Yaakov found out, he wasn't pleased. Who gave you the right to control my marriage? Ruvain realized the error of his ways and spent the remainder of his life in contrite repentance for his impetuousness. Today's daft discusses a fellow who sent an agent to convey a get to his wife. She tells the agent to come back the next day. He returns to tell the husband, but is surprised by his response. Let's look at the Gemara. Gidlebar Riley sent divorce papers to his wife. The messenger went and found her sitting and knitting. He said to her, here is your get. She said to him, go away now and come back tomorrow. He went back to Gidl and informed him, whereupon he exclaimed, blessed be he who is good and does good. Says Rashi, blessed be he who is good and does good, that you did not convey the get to her. Let's analyze the Gemara. Presumably, Gidl got into a fight with Mrs. O'Reilly. He was so angry that he decided to sit down immediately and write the get. But by the time the messenger came back to him, he'd calmed down and was abundantly pleased that his wife had refused to go along with his impetuous gesture. Maybe she realized he was acting irrationally, or maybe she'd worked on herself and developed a personal policy of never taking a bold step in life without first sleeping on it. Mrs. O'Reilly's hesitation and deliberation saved their marriage. After all, did Gittle really want to get divorced? Nobody wants to get divorced. Sometimes divorce is necessary. There's simply no choice because the marriage is unsalvageable. But in Giddle's case, he chose divorce. He chose to listen to his Yetzirah instead of acting rationally and reasonably. The Yetzirah, our inner tempter, has a way of leading a person astray in the heat of the moment. Suddenly there's a trigger situation and you feel you must respond immediately. You may even be aware that you're acting impetuously and thus irresponsibly, but you can't help yourself. You just have to do it right now. But the Eitzhah is so powerful that he convinces you to continue down the path of self-destruction. You could sleep on it, you could pray it away, but you're angry, or you're fueled by improper desire, and you don't want that feeling to dissipate. That's the cunning approach of the Eitzhah. He keeps you caught up in the moment of irrationality, even when you know you're going to regret your actions later. When you find yourself at his mercy, what you need to do is stop dead in your tracks and focus on something else altogether. 
the more you think about what the Eitahara wants you to dwell on, the more power he has. He is so good at his job that he manages to convince you that you really want to hang on to this terrible feeling, and you'll be doing yourself an injustice if you were to let it go. That's why Mrs. O'Reilly picked up her yarn and began to knit after their quarrel. For a brief instant, she could remove herself from the clutches of the Yetzirah and concentrate on a completely different activity. She knew that all he needs is a little time away from the Yetzirah's wicked influence, and he gives up. You cool down, and he loses the battle. We live in an age when everything happens instantaneously. Instantaneous information, instantaneous communication, instantaneous gratification. As a result, our psyches are accustomed to respond instantaneously. We fire off hundreds of emails and social media comments a day, offering up the first response that enters our minds. That's not necessarily wise, but most of the time it's probably harmless. However, when you, you receive that email or see that social media post that causes your heart to start beating a little faster, stop yourself. Right now, you're burning with the desire to respond immediately and say what must be said. You know you're acting impetuously, but you're adamant that the issue should be escalated, and it requires an immediate and strong response. Does it really? Are you sure? What if you would wait until tomorrow to respond? Would it be too late? Why would it be too late? Asking yourself these vital questions may be life-saving, and if you're not in the frame of mind to reflect on the questions, then you certainly aren't clear-headed enough to respond. It's definitely time to pull out that needle and yarn and occupy yourself in an entirely different activity. Preferably, you should sleep on it, but at the very least, wait until you've given yourself enough time and alternative activities to momentarily forget about it. Only once you've forgotten the matter and the Yetzirah has been removed from the equation can you make a rational and deliberate decision. That's the meaning of Yaakov's parting words to Ruvain. You acted lightly and hastily, just like flowing water you rushed to fulfill your desire. Your Yetzirah overpowered you and you did not stand up to him. You didn't take the time to contemplate what an egregious sin it was. Check your pulse. Whether it's a conflict situation or improper behavior, the Yetzirah is at the top of his game when you are in the heat of the moment and your heart is beating faster. The path to victory is to find some other activity to occupy your mind until you cool down. May you make all decisions in life rationally and deliberately, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my Chavrissa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativeduff.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman.